Hello and welcome to another episode of Building Minnesota Rocker. I am Ashley, aka Midnight Director Content for the team. We got Brett Diamond, COO in the building. Say hey, say what's up. Hey. Hey, what's up? And then we got uh, Charlie in in the building today, as he is every day because he works here. This episode's kind of bringing us back to the roots of the podcast, which is Building Minnesota Rocker. We initially came on talking about building our roster, building the brand, building the staff around this thing. Um, and now that is you. You are officially the project coordinator, production, production coordinator. coordinator. I knew I was going to mess That's it up. That's fine. I should know. <laughs> production, project, those, I look at those as the same. Way to add your finger on the pulse of your yeah, staff. Yeah, right. That's fine. I know exactly what you do here, Charlie. Trust me. Oh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, what is it you you would say you do here? Exactly? Uh, how much time you got? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, Charlie's always no. kind of running around, as we all are, just running around getting stuff done. I think you like. We'll talk about your first day, but yeah. you are the the production coordinator, so mm-hmm. he helps organize a lot of the shoots. He knows who's available to shoot what, the equipment that we use to do these things, um, and then also. I don't know how to title this, so I'm just going to call you the Saga guy. You are the executive producer, director, videographer, all of it for our series Saga, which is, if you guys haven't watched, it's a docuseries that we put up on our YouTube channel. You should definitely, definitely check it out because Charlie and the whole team, I mean, it's not just Charlie doing it. We have a team here like Peppa. Ellie, Trevor, everyone here is putting their best foot forward on the project. I always yep. hate naming people who work on projects because I'm like, I think Dane does stuff for it too. And like, there's a bunch of people yeah. that are all doing stuff for and it. And I can definitely but. talk more about like kind of who does what and, and all yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. It, 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 that's the coolest thing about Saga to me is that it's like, it is a full team project. Like everybody's working on it. And, and I think you can tell in the end product that it's like, it's, you know, a lot of people really care about it and put a lot of effort into it. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, wanted to kind of tell your story, not only your first day, but <laughs> of how you got hired. Yeah. So what, tell me kind of like, why did you reach out to us? Um, what was, why was your interest peaked when you saw or heard about the team? Like what was kind of your reaction to hearing about the team and then uh, obviously sending a message? Yeah. So I'll, I don't know how deep you want to get into this, but um, I'll take it's a yeah. podcast. That's <laughs> all what, the way. Yeah. That yeah. Is yeah. Why so, we're here. so if we take like a big step back, you know, yeah. I've always been, you know, a big fan of esports and, and, you know, gaming in general, that's always been a, a huge part of my life. Um, and when I, you know, initially graduated from college at the university of Minnesota, um, you know, I was really hoping to, to get a job working, you know, combining my passions of video production and esports. Um, and I was lucky enough to land a job with, uh, Riot Games in, uh, in California, uh, worked on the LCS out there for, for a couple years. Um, and so, you know, that was something that I loved. I was, I was able to, to work in esports and kind of follow my dream that way, but, you know, always had that itch to, to move back to Minnesota, as you know, better than, uh, better than most people oh, do. Yeah. Um, the so, day I left, I wanted to come back. Oh yeah, it's Minnesota's pretty great. Um, so, so you're based based in California, yep. traveling around to different events. No, so it was pretty much there. everything was based out of mm-hmm. out of Los Angeles, and you know I lived in Minnesota my entire life, and so I was very much a fish out of water. It was it was weird, you know, being able to wear shorts in December and things like that. But um, <laughs> but you know I I did miss I did miss Minnesota, so um, you know moved back here, um, continued to work in video production and, and sports, and you know worked for for Big Ten Network for a little while. Um, worked for the Humane Society here for a little while, but I always had that itch that, you know, I wanted to get back into esports because that's, you know, what I'm really, really
really passionate about, but I never thought that it would happen in Minnesota. Um, you know, it was just something that's like, you know, I'd, I'd have to move if I ever wanted to get back into that again. Um, you know, come last summer, I see that article that the, uh, that the Wilfs were investing in an esports franchise and immediately I just start like researching, Googling, like finding out as much as I possibly can. And the only thing I keep seeing is just like that first article. Mm -hmm. um, but I was just like constantly had my feelers out, but I'm just like, if this, if I can make this work, like I want this to happen. Um, and so, you know, I, I kind of kept, kept eyes out on like, you know, the people who were hired. I saw you got brought on. I saw, you know, Annie got brought on um, and did my best to kind of find like, it was it Twitter DMs? Was it LinkedIn? You know, how, yeah. how can I get in contact with these people? Because it's like, I have esports experience. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to work for you guys. Did you, did you DM us early on? I didn't. So I've never been a big like DMer. Yeah. I, I think I've sent probably like five DMs in my entire life. Mm -hmm. um, and most of them are work related. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I tried to, I went on LinkedIn and like I found you two and like, I was mm -hmm. like, oh, do I like add you? Is that weird? Um, and eventually, you know, I, I attempted to add you, you and Annie, um, who Annie is our VP of marketing and creative. Yes. Shout uh, out to Annie. Shout out to Annie. Um, Podcast listeners know Annie. Yeah. 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 She's been on a couple times. Yeah. So I, um, you know, I sent, uh, I sent a message to uh, both you and Annie because I saw you guys were on the creative and content side and just said, you I know, ignored you. Yeah. It's, I'm sorry. It's fine. I it's have fine. so many messages. It's so, it's too much. I just, I wish I was better at like knowing how to like, oh, cause I, there's value there. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> like, we brought him on. He's there's value there, right? So yeah. I need to be better at like reading through them and like kind of deciphering them. Oh but, yeah. But um, I think it's. I mean, it, I love that interest. Not that I don't like. You know. Oh, I wish people weren't interested in this thing. I yeah. love. Like it's not that. It's just I don't have the bandwidth to like literally go through all of them. Oh yeah. At um, least right now. How many messages did you send before you got a response? Did I you sent. Reply to the first I one? sent. I sent one to each to each Ashley and Annie because I didn't want to be. So I didn't, you didn't blow you off. Is is the takeaway? I don't think so. Okay. I was right. like, yeah, I, I to good. be to be fair, I think I was a little scared of you at first. What? Like, well, I didn't know like if you were like this big boss man who was like nah. intimidating. I mean, now what, I what know do you think actually, now? What do you think now? I'm very scared. That, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was my first thought too about Brett. And I, Cause I, I think like when I first ran into you, obviously we had a conversation that I, I'm sure like you were looking me up and I was looking you up and I was like, dang, he has like a very legitimate like history with everything that, that he's done. And he's like, you know, in charge of this whole thing. And I'm like, in my head, yeah. I'm like, if this guy sucks, this is gonna suck. It's like a really weird like business dating app thing where like you like kinda, look at like yeah. your interests and background. It's yeah. like oh, a wonderful fit. Like yeah. it's it's great. But like but I mean upon meeting it was obviously oh, just yeah. like he's super like like really intelligent to the point, good conversation and mm -hmm. down to earth. Yeah, which is exactly. like I vibe with that. So what what's funny and. I think we should be upfront with the listeners about this because they'll 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 feel the vibe <laughs> with some of these questions. Charlie is probably the person that I spent the least amount of time with hiring. Yeah. In part because before you came in for that interview, Annie said, We found the person. This is hundred <laughs> percent the guy. She was excited. So, exactly. Like, so should we take a step back to like that point? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Okay, yeah. So it was so like I said, I sent these messages out and it was it was very it was very much just like a cover letter, I think, for like a job application that didn't exist. Exactly. Um, and was just like, Hey, here's 
um, my background. Here are some examples of all of my work. Um, here's a list of references of, of like that, anybody you want to talk to. That's the right way to do um, it. And, you know, I just kind of sent it, didn't want to be pushy. And then, you know, I didn't hear anything for a long time. Um, Was it like three months? Do you want to put a time, like three months uh, or something, something like, like that. that? Two or three months. Um, and, you know, eventually I get this, I get like the email notification that's like, oh, you have a LinkedIn message. And this is months later. So I initially assumed it's some kind of like spam yeah, or something. Like, like, oh. I have, because I've never gotten like a LinkedIn message notification before. Um, oh, I envy you. <laughs> yeah, right? Well, I mean, it's actually, it's changed now. You, but, yeah, you um, will. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's, um, but you know, I got this email back from Annie and it was essentially, you know, like Brett said, that just like we were looking for somebody with video experience and esports experience to kind of be in this coordinator role. Um, are you free like tomorrow to come into WeWork? Um, and it was something that it just kind of moved really fast. And that's, I think, where Brett can kind of step in. Yeah. So I I remember vividly because we we had talked a lot about we, we felt like this was a role that we needed. Um, and then I was I believe I was driving from one meeting to another or something, and Annie called me super excited. Because <laughs> you talked to her on the phone before yeah. you got brought in, right? Yeah, and she, yeah. So in that first message, it was it was initially like, "Are you free for a phone call this afternoon?" And I thought it was going to be like fifteen minutes, you know, whatever. And I think Annie and I talked for like two hours on the phone. No, well, was, I didn't know that. Which That's was awesome. yeah, and we like it just like didn't stop. So that was where it was kind of like, "That's oh, amazing. Like, this, is, this is a cool fit." Shout out to Annie. Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> So, so she calls super pumped up, um, you know, we're going to have him come in tomorrow or next week, whenever it was. Um, and then I was supposed to be in your interview, mm -hmm. but I got stuck on a call. I think it was a call with Activision about something. Yeah. yeah I remember it was like, I remember like I, I was texting to, you and you and yeah. Annie and I was like, this is like, this is the person we're going to hire. If I was like, look, <laughs> if you, I, it was very clear that they were that they were ready to hire. I was like, all right, I'm gonna stop by for five minutes because the Vikings the Vikings were playing that night that a Thursday night game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah it was a Thursday mm -hmm. night game, and I had to get to the stadium. Your vibe was good, and I knew they wanted to hire. I was like, all right, good. And I texted Daniel. I was like, yep, great. Did they? Did we offer you the job in the room? No. So what was funny was I went into that, and like it was never called like an interview at any point. It was like, hey, do you? Neither come? were mine to be it, fair. Yeah, it was like, do you want to come like, and like? Let's talk. Do you want to come and like meet us? And then it's and then yeah, like it was it was very much like super upfront. Like at, like I had obviously not met Ashley, but then I think we got into that conversation, and like Annie like kind of introduced us, and then we just kind of started like bouncing off each other because of our like somewhat similar backgrounds of like yeah. moving away, coming back, not, you know, yeah. thinking we'd ever get into esports in Minnesota. And then it was yeah. just kind of like, yeah, exactly. well, and what's funny about it for me is our, our minimal interaction was very, very rare compared to how much time I spent with all of our early yeah. hires. Like mm -hmm. I spent a ton of time with most people that we brought on. Mm -hmm. Um, it was just the timing of it and the fact that it was like, all right, we need this position and <laughs> Annie and Ashley say yes, so let's let's do it. We don't need to go make them come back and spend an hour with me just for and giggles. Yeah. yeah. What's what's funny is the position that you filled was exactly what we needed. Like <laughs> what you're good at is exactly what we needed. Like, cause I'm I I can tell us like what we need to do and and generally kind of how we need to do it, but I don't know like the lights to get or the camera or who should be assigned to that. And like yeah. so so that kind of like really filled how a do we gap. Upgrade the hostage and then, vibe of yeah. our early podcast. <laughs> exactly. Cause it, we definitely did have a hostage vibe. And so you know, and also at that time, I, I had told Annie and Brett about wanting to do a docu-series. And it's pretty clear now, like, if we 
hadn't gone and done one, we would have been one of the only, mm-hmm. especially with how much content we do, it would just be insane if we didn't do one, right? Yeah. So so I was like, I really want to do this. I think we'd spoken with somebody that we'd worked with in the past. It wasn't going to work out um, just based on like what, what he had to do. And so I was kind of like, dang, like, I don't know who fills this this role. Yeah. And so then when Annie, I can't remember if she, was I on the call where she called us or maybe like she briefed me before the interview a little bit and said like, hey, this is Charlie, here's his everything and this is like what he's done and this is what he could be good for. Oh, P.S., when I was talking to him, I asked him kind of like, what would he kind of be interested in, in doing? And you had mentioned like wanting to like do a docu-series or do mm-hmm. that type of work. Yeah. Why did you say that? I mean, obviously it's true, you want yeah. to do it, but like what got you interested in that that type of thing or wanting to do that for us? Yeah, so it's it's kind of two things. Um, you know, I, I mentioned I worked um, I worked in the Le- in League of Legends um, and, you know, from my background as, as a fan there, um, I was a big fan, you know, watching things like TSM Legends or Cloud9's documentary series or Team Liquids. Right. Um, and, you know, I know how powerful that could be, you know, just being able to make the, those personal connections that you talk about all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Like peeling back the layers and getting to see the background of the team. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when I worked for, for Big Ten Network, I got to do some some work and some behind the scenes and, and see how they do their show called The Journey, you know, following college athletes around the Big Ten. And um, to me, that's that's my favorite kind of thing to work on is, is storytelling and, and telling these background stories and doing these kind of deep dives. Um, and it's something I've always been really, really passionate about. And that's so... crazy, bro, because we <laughs> needed that. Like, I was, yeah, it was in my head, I yeah. like it was literally the day before too that I'd got like kind of like found out like okay we're gonna have to go a different way than I initially thought on this yeah and I was like I mean obviously there's a lot of people out there that are getting more into esports you know mm-hmm. hopefully they'd be local to Minnesota but you were like right in our backyard you literally live in Egan yeah which is you know where we are now and so we just thought like I was immediately like okay cool like I hope it was kind of like and I think of and maybe I'm I can't tell if this is a good or a bad thing that I think like this, but I was like, man, this is awesome. I hope he isn't like a psycho or something. Like like something bad <laughs> I mean, yeah. is going to like, like I'm anticipating we have, like something. We have something. high standards here at Minnesota yes. Rocker. Oh, yeah. no, no psychos. psychos. No psychos. <laughs> no psychos. <laughs> this could be a weird recall moment if I ever go psycho. Yeah. Because I'm just kidding. It's yeah. Fine. But, but so obviously I was excited about the interview. Our, there's two things I remember from your interview is you were really excited and I could tell that like you're smile, like you were smiling the whole time and not in oh, that yeah. weird like please like me smile, <laughs> but in the like I mean, there's a I'm very genuinely excited type of smile. And that was what like really stood out to me because I was like, this dude actually like is passionate about this mm-hmm. and wants to like go all the way in, right? Mm-hmm. And that's like what we'd be looking for for, for that person who's gonna like tell like the story of Saga and everything. Mm-hmm. And so that was what really excited me. And then obviously your traditional experience in kind of the production world that that was super helpful at the time as well. Yeah. And, and you have this unique combination of experience in esports, in traditional sports. Mm-hmm in storytelling with the Humane Society. I mean, those are those are three things that there probably aren't a lot of people that have checked yeah. all three of those boxes, particularly somebody relatively early in mm-hmm. their career. And we've talked a lot about on this podcast and obviously internally with the staff of, of how our goal has been to bring together people from different perspectives from each of those worlds. Mm-hmm. And what was really appealing at least to me when when annie showed me your resume was the fact that you you had 
you had a legitimate production experience in, in all three of the worlds that were trying to find the right balance of striking. And that's unique. Yeah. And I think, I think that was just like, you know, like we've mentioned this so many times, it was like, this was such a perfect fit because mm-hmm. it was like, I remember being, you know, nervous. Nobody ever likes leaving a job. Right. Yeah. Um, but I remember, you know, going into my supervisor's office at the Humane Society being really nervous and all that. And then the second I explained this job, they were like, Oh, like, did they write that for you? Like, it was like, they were like, it, they were pumped for me. Cause it's like, this is like, I, if I had to like write up a dream position for me, like it was this. And like, I like, same bro. Is that yeah, crazy? And it's, you know, like, we're so lucky. Yeah. And I don't want this. I don't know how much of this is just going to turn into like how much, like I love this team and everything, but it's just like, like that's it's, right. Our first few podcasts were all like everybody running towards each other in slow motion. Yeah, I mean, but that's like the vibe each other here, up. right? Like it's, and you know, it's funny. Cause like, you know, you mentioned, you know, like being able to coordinate and like set up lighting and stuff but I think what's so cool about this team is it's like everybody from every level like has input and like I'm learning things from everybody on this team you know you mentioned you know I know you don't like like calling out individual people but you know like Trevor Ellie Peppa Dane like all of these people on, on the content team like they come in with these suggestions and these things that like I can continue to learn from. And it's, it's so cool. Cause you get that from everybody and all these different unique backgrounds. And it's like, you know, we're all bringing a lot to the table, but we're all also taking a lot away. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the really fun things about this, I think for everyone, but for me personally, there is no right answer to what we're trying exactly. to do. Right. Every organization is trying to find the right balance of many different factors and there's no template mm-hmm. there's no you know there's no playbook and you know we've got we've laid the foundation of something we believe in hired some really good people and you know so far uh, so far we've <laughs> produced some pretty cool stuff but we're, we we want to keep doing that and you mentioned learning from everyone i mean even for me in my role i'm learning mm-hmm. from every single person on this team every day yeah right and that's you know that's true regardless of whether you're what your title is same yeah. it's it's really a true like collaborative spirit i mean obviously we all have you know we all keep in tune with each other and what we feel this brand is and we always kind of have that compass pointing north that's right toronto i'm sorry uh, but we all have like this direction we know that we're going and how we get there is through all the collaboration that mm-hmm. we do. And, and that's not even just true in the content, but in everything. Oh, right. Yeah. And I think that's one of my favorite. And I think that's why, like, we feel so jazzed all the time about the <laughs> team. I'm wondering if like the podcast listeners are like, God, we get it. You're quit patting yourself on the back. But like, we're just really a passionate group of oh, people yeah. and we're passionate about what we're doing every day. And I think that's one of the special things about it. So talking about like, you know, how you started, obviously that's like how you got, got on our radar, mm-hmm. got hired. Um, like you said, dream position. I definitely like, uh, relate to that a lot. Um, but when you started on your first day, what were you thinking <laughs> it was going to be? Did I even, I don't even know if me or Annie primed you properly for that day. A little bit. Um, <laughs> what was your kind of like thinking, like, well, what's today going to be? Because we basically, for for those of you listening, uh, Charlie's first day was us. Uh, we'd we'd use uh, the space at VN because we'd go over there and shoot some of our very early content was shot over there. Thank you, VN, for letting us uh, in the space. Um, but yeah, we, we would go over there and kind of like shoot interviews. We had the players in town. I think yep. they were there to do like some some big content shoot. Were they there to meet Gary? 
Or was that a different time? No, I think I think that that was why they were there. It was just it was that week. It was that right? week. It was that week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They weren't meeting Gary that day, but they were mm-hmm. basically there that week to shoot content, meet Gary, and like all meet as a team for the first time. And you know, so day one, like I had a shot list and a series list, and I had interview questions, and I had the whole deal, and we shot. I don't even know how many videos that day. And you just came into the building. And what I love about every single person that we've brought on is they've just, you know, rolled up their sleeves and got into it, no matter what it was. Um, but what was like your expectation versus what happened? And how was your first day? So it was, um, I remember because I was like, I was like so excited. And I'm like, okay, like, where am I even going my first day? Like, I didn't even know. And like, I didn't know at that point for sure. Like, is like, am I going to WeWork? Like, what's happening? And then I think like two days before, Annie like texted me or something and was like, hey, uh, we have a video shoot um, on your first day. Like, uh, do you want to come and like bring a camera? Um, and so like, I, that's, that's pretty much all the information I got. It was like, go to, uh, to this, the Vikings, to the Vikings HQ and, and do that. And like, I remember I was like super nervous. So like I got, um, I got here, you know, really early. Um, yeah, and, you were like waiting and I yeah. felt bad. Well, and it was, it was like, I, there, I got here, like there wasn't even like the security guard at the gate yet. And I like started oh. like panicking and oh, like, no. I was like, oh God, how do I even get in? I'm going to be like, late. I know. Yeah. But you were like and, the, literally the first person and, here. And I called Annie <laughs> and like Annie was like in Minneapolis and she's probably thinks I'm like this weirdo. I'm like, where's the security guard gate? She's like, I have no idea. Um, but yeah, like eventually I get let in and everything and it's, you know, it's, we go into this room and um you know you mentioned we have all this equipment and stuff we're bringing in and you essentially like hand me this sheet of paper and it's like okay i'm gonna be bouncing back and forth between rooms here are all the players you're asking the questions okay have fun by not not really by but it was but, but you were but bouncing like back uh, and forth. yeah i was back and forth making sure because we basically had two rooms simultaneously recording everything mm-hmm. we need to record and i think that was the play because i don't know that we would have got all that done oh, yeah. having to you know, set up in between every deal. We're basically working twice as fast. It's a good summary of our onboarding process, which is, (laughs) okay, you're here, go do something that you know how to do, and then we'll figure the rest out later. Yeah, Yeah. I think everyone has like a famous first day, it seems like, like uh, Ellie behind the camera, which eventually we were talking about, like we should have Ellie on the podcast, so that would be pretty cool. I think the idea is to like get everybody who works here on the podcast and really kind of- Ellie can come on to narrate the outtakes, the amazing (laughs) outtakes video that uh, at some point, Eventually. she'll yeah. drop. Yeah, when, when one of us, uh, when one of us takes her off, like when you forgot to press record. Yeah, everybody knows that. that yeah, yeah it's, there's, uh, there's others. <laughs> that's a tough gift right there. But yeah, there's, there's some outtakes that we have just from all the shoots we do, and mm-hmm. Ellie's pretty good at picking out those moments. But, um, but yeah, every like her first day, I think there was some catastrophe it was, happening. It was the day that that all of the team names oh yeah they leaked, leaked because they were found in the cdl website code right that was, that was it right yeah yeah oh, God. and so she hears me like on the phone i'm like what the hell like <laughs> how the heck like all this stuff and she's like who's this psychopath i'm gonna have to work <laughs> with and then i mean like every, everyone's just got right into it on their first day and i mm-hmm. think that's been one of my favorite parts and that just speaks i mean it's kind of a startup vibe like everyone just does what needs to be done, because it needs to be done. Um, But now like, even the team I think has grown a lot since you've come on board. And so what's that kind of been like for you, noticing this evolution of like, 
okay, I get here and it's kind of scrappy and now it's like we're here in the HQ. It's ridiculous. It's mm -hmm. awesome. And everyone it, has a purpose. It's been really cool, um, especially because, you know, you mentioned we were all just kind of like, okay, we have this huge list of things we need to get done. Like, how are we going to get this all done? Mm -hmm. um, you know, especially we we hosted launch weekend. That which was, was a big, a big beast. thing. That, I mean, um, and not that a, was... launching a brand, getting a team, <sighs> staffing up mm -hmm. and being the team that has to launch the league oh, yeah. was incredible experience, but just insane, just pure insanity yeah. it was around here. Oh yeah, and it was, you know, so much of this was just like, everybody does everything to make sure we put on this event and that it's as, as successful as it can possibly be. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we, we pulled it off, somehow we pulled it all off and it was this incredible, you know, launch experience, but leading up to that, it was just so much like, we just have to get things done, like let's do it any way possible. But now it's been cool to be able to take a little bit of a step back and be like, okay, what are our, our processes for making sure that all of this stuff gets done in a timely manner. We stay as efficient as we can and make sure we're efficient and organized and, mm. you know, are operating at full capacity. And that's something that's been, you know, really, really fun to kind of develop and continue to grow in. And, you know, we brought on, we brought in a few new people and um, kind of figuring out where they all fit in is, is been, has been great. And we're becoming this like kind of well-oiled content machine, which yeah. is really cool. That's, yeah. we're, we're getting to where we want to be. One of the things that I love most about this team is even the night, Sunday night at the end of launch weekend people were already talking about what we can do better what we can do next time as yeah. amazingly successful as that weekend was everybody's mindset was very quickly to okay how do we continue to raise the bar and you know, to your point earlier Ashley there there were several teams that we talked to that weekend that said that they had had no interest in hosting the first event because it would be they knew it would be a lot of work and you know, I mean, hats off to everybody on the team, the amount of effort that went into it. I'm, you know, I was in the NFL events department for 11 years, you know, worked <clears> Super Bowls, <throat> worked other major events. The effort that every individual on our team had to put in to get us to where we were able to deliver that event at a high level was every bit the amount of work and time and dedication that goes into Super Bowls and Olympics and World Cups and any major event that you can think of we had a smaller team executing it than you have on some of those things. So the, you know, the, the scale, yeah. the scale, the total scale is different, but the individual effort is was absolutely on par with that. Yeah. I think that's just why you guys hear us so frequently proud on the podcast and in yeah. our content. We're, we're super stoked with what we're doing. I'm just like really proud of the content team that we've put together so far. I think, you know, I'm excited to bring on more people because we need, we need more people. Mm -hmm. uh, con we need content uh, delivered all day, every day. Yep. So that's going to be another interesting thing as we kind of launch off of launch weekend into 2020. Oh yeah. So stoked. Nice. Um, what's something that you feel like has benefited us the most as far as like content and, and how that process has gone? Like if, if someone's listening and they're like, how do I get into esports or I want to make cool videos? Like, what do you think is something that somebody could apply to their life or even like, like what's, what do you see has been beneficial? So, you know, I think a big thing that has really gone into, you know, making sure that our content is as successful as possible, or if somebody wants to, you know, come in and figure out what kind of value that they can bring to the team mm -hmm. is, you know, so many people who watch our content and who are listening to this podcast, you know, are passionate about esports. you know, they watched vision from optic for a long time, or, you know, they watched all of these pieces of content that 
that have been highly successful. Um, and I think that the people here who have brought a lot is the people who, who watch those and can kind of take a step back and be like, okay, why is that a successful? Why am I enjoying watching this? Like, what are they doing well? Um, and being able to kind of look at things from more of an analytical side of things. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, from Brett's point earlier about bringing in people from so many different backgrounds, you know, they come in and they have everybody has their suggestions from what they've done that can that can really elevate whatever it is we're working on even the things we're already doing that we think we're doing well um you know even things as as far as you know lighting the interview of a podcast you know or you know something that that i thought that i you know was was really really good at you know trevor can come in or you know somebody from the team can come in and be like hey what if we did it this way or i saw this example here you know what if we what if we shift it and what if this looks better um and i think all of us here are open enough to those suggestions and are willing to to bring those to the table that you know every one of those suggestions and every one of those reasons can can come up and continue continue to uh to elevate that content yeah exactly i think that's i mean i agree with everything you just said cosign yeah, i think for for people who want to work here want to work anywhere right and your story is a good example because you had you, know, you had sent a linkedin message you waited a while to hear back sometimes it's just a little bit luck of the draw mm -hmm. if you know any one of us are happen to be responding to LinkedIn messages or Twitter DMs at that particular time. I think everybody that works here tries to respond to as many of those messages as possible. Mm -hmm. None of us can get to the sheer quantity of those messages that are coming in, um, but trying to get to as many as possible. Uh, it's, a little, it's a little bit just serendipity, do right? The, of, do the right thing at this thing particular at the right time, time. Somebody yeah. happened to be responding. But persistence matters and, you know, keep sending those messages. We have other people on the team that we've hired because they, you know, they were persistent and we had conversations with them. But you also have to have the experience and the talent. Yeah. yeah. We do hear from a lot of people that that want to work here, but they don't have the skills that, that frankly, we need. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're – and even timing is everything, right? Like if somebody – that had all of the skills we might need for the production coordinator role contacted us today, we no longer need to fill that role. Yeah. So yeah. it's just different. But yeah. at the same time for people that are reaching out, be honest about what your strengths are because you know, one of the things, at least for me, if I'm looking at somebody's resume or talking to somebody, if I start to smell BS and yeah. that they've exaggerated their resume, yeah. that's, that's very quickly that person will get put in a very specific bucket <laughs> yeah. that is hard to climb out the of. The trash. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. But... yeah. And at the same time, people don't know what you can look. You can read a job description. You can look at these things, but you don't know what the person is truly looking for. Yeah. Right. Right. When Annie saw your background, you, you clearly checked a number of things on her list that never could have been communicated in a job description or yeah. even if somebody had asked a lot of questions about the role. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, to a lot of people, it's just be honest about what your strengths and your weaknesses are, particularly your strengths. This is what I'm good at. This is what I've done. Mm -hmm. If you've produced content or had, you know, we've talked to some people who we've zeroed on because they have their own podcast or they're doing content yeah. around our team. You know, Spencer's yeah. a good example. And, you know, he couldn't join us because he had family things yeah. um, that prevented him moving to Minnesota. But he's someone that landed on our radar because he was doing content about our team. Right. I mean, that's exactly like the type of passion and like, like 
never just send a cold message like, I want to work in esports, but I don't know how. And usually I just tell those yeah. people like, start doing things mm -hmm. because esports is growing so much to the point where you can find your spot in that. So if you're, I mean, this is super obvious example, but if you're a photographer or if you like, like maybe you really like Call of Duty, you like playing, but maybe you're not good enough to be a pro. Like there's other things that you can do in this whole ecosystem. Yeah that apply and i think i think it's it's cool now that esports has continued to grow as much as it has you know yes. you guys were just at player up this past weekend at mm -hmm. mystic lake and that's something that you know it's an esports event in minnesota like that's awesome um and you know when i was first coming up you know when esports weren't really that big of a thing it was all about you know how can i get in at some you know small level in sports videography and then it was like reaching out to minor league baseball teams and doing videos for high school football teams you know and finding those ways and i think more of those opportunities are coming up now and it's just about you know finding them and then you know just just trying to gain that experience and and grow in the esports field as much as you can and i think it's yeah. cool that we're getting to that point now with esports that it was with traditional sports as well yeah, you know, yeah. and just to toss around ideas of where we could take some of these things so you know, there were a lot of a lot of people who have their own they did their own recap videos of launch weekend right like we should find a way to put those together into some sort of compilation content. Yeah. Piece, right? yeah. To give, well, first of all, give love to the creators that took the time to do that. Oh yeah. And then also, you know, those are, we should encourage that. So I mean, yeah. every brand should encourage people producing their own content around the brand. That's like, that's as important as anything we will do as a team directly. And I bring this up in part because over the weekend, I kind of went down a rabbit hole of looking back at things that <laughs> yeah. things launch weekend that I just missed because we were all running around so frantically. Mm -hmm. And there were, there were, I saw some of them in the moment myself and some things that people, you know, people sent me said, Hey, check out this link. This is really cool. But there was a lot that I didn't even realize was there until I took the time this weekend to sit, to go back and look at some of these things that just people attending the event did like great content that people put together. Yeah. I think it's really cool how, I mean, that just speaks to like the passion that you do find yeah, a lot amazing. in the esports scene. Yeah. Like it's cause it's so young and it's so something people are so into that it, it makes it kind of easy to create that content as well. Yeah. yeah. So Charlie, I want to talk to you about saga cause that is <laughs> your baby essentially i mean it's all of rocker's baby yeah. but it's it's like you're like you're in charge of it you're the person who's kind of putting this this is essentially show or series together yeah um how do you think it's been so far i know we're only like literally what an, two what technically two but like an epilogue plus yeah. an episode one yeah. or chapter one or whatever you want to think of it is How's it been so far? Yeah, so um, you know, the first two episodes were were really crazy um, because there was, you know, the first episode was was one or the episode zero, whatever you want to call it, yeah. um, was this thing that was like it, it was almost this like mythical episode that like you weren't sure that was ever going to come out, right? Like it's yeah. just like Saga's coming, Saga's coming, and it's you know, it, it was telling, attempting to tell the story of. July when the team was announced all the way through like literally the team walking on stage for launch weekend and like there's a lot that happened there mm -hmm. and it's like how much of that is interesting to the fans how much of it can we tell in a compelling way and honestly some of it is like how much do we actually have footage of to be yeah. able to kind of tell that story with it um and that episode went through a lot of revisions um you know we had to go to the back to the drawing board a few times because it's like how do we tell this really complicated really long story in a short way that that keeps our fans engaged yeah. um and i think it, it did end up coming out um 
you know, it, in like, it was really cool to be able to have it come out. And we had this kind of secret idea for us where we're like, we're going to drop two episodes in one week. Like this is going yeah. to be so cool. Like we're going to watch, we're going to drop episode zero and our fans are going to want more. And then we'll give them more like that same week. Like we're, I mean, technically and, and to watching a lot of the other docu-series that came out on some of these teams, like none of them covered like their brand. Mm-hmm. What does their brand mean? Why, you know who is behind that brand like who yeah. like not too many compelling interviews about like the yeah. start of their and, franchise and some of that is both the challenge and the opportunity or i think spending some time on that is part of telling the story of the challenge and the opportunity of this organization of yeah. truly being the newest team yeah. in this league right i mean we've obviously talked about it at length but for listeners 10 of the 12 teams are in owl the one that's not besides us is the London team that has history in the esports space. I and mean, we are the youngest, newest team. Yeah. So that origin story for us, and did a great job telling it, that origin story is just, it's different and more, I think, foundational True. for our organization's story than it might be for most of the other teams in the league that have something else to lean back on. Yeah. yeah, that and makes sense. Do we want to take a sec to talk about my initial misspelling of origin when I first <laughs> wanted to name it that? Because that was... Nah, I thought it was a typo. and Was it a genuinely, it like, was a you gen- didn't know I how messed to spell it? it? I messed it up. Oh. So, I like, we walked into the room and we were like, okay, like, Saga, which is a cool name that I don't know if we've really dove into, like, why we called it Saga. Um, I was but- looking up words one day <laughs> and I saw Saga. And I was like, oh, like, you know, the saga continues. Yeah. But then I looked it up and like that was actually used as a way to like, that's kind of what some of the old Norse mythology, like Mm -hmm. stories, like that word was frequently used. And so I was like, oh, that kind of makes sense. And we had... What, are, what were the, some of the other ones? Do we even want to say what they were? Yeah, there was there was a few. Like there, were, I can't even like remember a lot of them. Like I think I literally Googled like Viking word for stories or something, and it was like just a bunch of the. I think Origin was actually one that we thought about calling this this first season, but um, it was it was all over the place. But like the first one you found just was the one that stuck with us, and we we kept going with Saga. Yeah, well, that wasn't the first because we had been throwing back and forth, you know, internally ideas for a while, and yeah. I wasn't too hyped on any of them. Yeah. I mean, I thought there was like, oh yeah, kind of like it percolates some inspiration to like keep looking up words and yeah. just keep looking up stuff that you think will fit, and you know, Saga just jumped off the page at me immediately i think i texted you right away i was like dude oh, yeah. look saga yeah. like and then i texted brad he's like oh that'd be cool i think yeah. like, that makes sense and then that was the one that just like stuck and we kept yeah. coming back to it and it's like okay we're gonna like even before you like got it you know it. yeah, yeah exactly. exactly we never even had like a meeting where we were like let's think of the name it was more just like we started going from calling it the docuseries to saga and then we're like well that's just the name like yeah. that's we should call it that yeah um and then episode episode one just recently came out just before london and then obviously we had a bye week at london so you guys won't be seeing an episode this week before atlanta but we are going to be playing you know in atlanta now mm-hmm. what's the i mean this is our and truly this is our first away game as well yeah. so it's not as easy as just you know going downtown and filming a bunch of stuff and yep. going crazy you're going to be traveling with the team. You're going to be trying to get, you know, whatever whatever's going on. Like, literally just following the team the whole weekend. Yeah. So that'll be kind of an interesting experience. But what are you, like, trying to look for out of, like, when you're thinking about the weekend and how it's coming up, how do you 
make sure that you have a good story to tell at the end of it. Yeah, I think, I think you know, learning from launch weekend, and that, that's, I think, a little bit of a challenge moving forward, because launch weekend, the story of launch weekend is like, we're putting this thing on. Like, there's yeah. so much, every, like, not every fan, but most of the fans you look at there are wearing rocker gear. Like, everybody's going nuts. Like, we put on this sweet event, and like, that's the story. But it's like, when we're traveling to Atlanta, like, yeah, we're playing in Atlanta, but, you know, what's the other story there? As, as people are saying, like, A plot, B plot, like, what are we <clears> going to be telling? Um, and so we have an idea of these like secondary stories that we can tell that kind of tell some of the backgrounds of our team and some of their upbringings um, and some cool things like that. But, you know, a lot of it is is flying out with the team and, you know, getting them at the airport and showing off just like kind of who they are as people and how they travel together and what those team dinners look like in Atlanta and the practices beforehand and, you know, being able to talk to them with how they're feeling in the moment and um, being able to be present um, and just kind of, you know, it, it's easy to, well, it's not easy, but you know, the week after you sit them down in an interview and be like, oh, how did you feel at this time? How did you feel at this time? But I think a big key here is like being able to get them in the moment and really get what they're truly feeling. Cause I think yeah. that that's where the, the best content and my favorite, my favorite content to see and to put together really comes out of is yeah. those, those in the moments, like real raw emotion where they don't have a lot of time to think about it. Yeah. And do you have a sense as you sit here right now of obviously we hope we win we yeah. hope we win the tournament we, you know we obviously win 2-0 launch weekend but do you have a sense of the different paths that story can take if we are successful in the tournament if we win a few games and get knocked out if it doesn't go the way we want do you go into it with with a sense of those different potential paths or do you do you more have to wait and see how it plays out before you start to pick a path? I think it's a little bit of both. And part of that is choosing kind of the right, um, you know, B plot to go along with it and trying to make sure that those are kind of independent of how we do on the weekend. So you have that story to fall back on. Um, as far as like, you know, covering the tournament itself, a lot of that for me is is as in the moment as it can. And you kind of got to read the room that it's, um, you know, if we if we were to lose or if it was a rough weekend and we get out of there and people are really, really upset about it on the team, mm -hmm. it's that's a completely different story than if they come out of it and it's, you know, okay, we know where we messed up and like we're going to get better. Yeah. Um, so a lot of it, a lot of that stuff is more or less like in the moment, reading their emotions and kind of figuring out how they're feeling yeah. um, and being able to tell that as honestly as possible. Which is a balance. Every team, in, oh yeah, you know, every team in our league, every team in every sports league, every team in every traditional sports league yeah. has to find that balance, and everyone has finds it in their own way. But yeah, you're right; you don't really know until it plays out. Yeah, how people are going to feel about it. Yeah, and I mean that's the thing is it's that's one of the hardest things to do in sports. It's easy to tell stories and make compelling compelling content when you're when you're winning, right? Like that's what your fans get excited about. But I think that's one of the trickiest things is is figuring yeah. out you know if things do go south, how do we tell that story? It's really like you're writing a book where you don't even know how the chapter is going to end, let oh, yeah. alone how the book it's how the story yeah. will end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this will be the story of our, our entire first season and we don't know how it ends. Yeah. Right? And that's, and that's a lot of, you know, documentaries is, yeah. you know, like one of my favorite documentaries is, um, you know, last chance you on Netflix following mm -hmm. like it's junior college, junior college yeah. football. But I mean, even there, that was, that was the example of a docuseries where they're like, this team's won three straight national championships. Let's follow them for a year. Mm -hmm. And then that first year they follow them, they don't win the national championship mm -hmm. and they break this streak, but it's still compelling. Like you get yeah. to see that behind the scenes. So it's, you know, and that kind of brings me back to that initial point of like, 
watching things, taking things from those and like, you know, being able to put our own twist on it and be able to tell all of our stories. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm really excited to see kind of how the weekend goes, obviously for the team. If you're watching uh, Atlanta this weekend, uh, online, if you're supporting Rocker, support us in the chat. Uh, you can support us in person, actually. Mm -hmm. We're doing a watch party at Billy's on Grand in St. Paul. It's starting at, I believe, 8.45? Correct. 8.45 a.m. on Saturday. It's, it's, it's early. Well, we're going to have some mimosas. Let's go. <laughs> uh, so so we'll be doing uh, a little watch party there. I'll be there. Um, pretty stoked. You, mm -hmm. you two will obviously be in Atlanta. Yep. yep. And for any fans, if you're in Atlanta, whether you live in that area or you're making the trip if you're a rocker fan and you're in atlanta drop us a note on social media like we want to we want to see you at the venue and if you're in that crowd make some noise because the players like they really feed on it they've been talking about it for the whole for the past month so yeah, yeah. they get really into it um well thank you so much for coming on board yeah. i really appreciate <laughs> it um super stoked to see just everything that we end up doing this year and beyond because I don't know. I, I know obviously competition and, and that's a major priority here, but I'm so proud of like obviously the, also the other team that we built, which is the content machine. So yep. super excited. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you're listening on iTunes, drop us a rating. Hit us with the five stars, you know, Minnesota nice. That'd be nice of you to do. Uh, leave a comment on YouTube. Leave a like, anything. We, we also are on YouTube. You could see Brett giggling right now if you're watching on YouTube. Um, and, then, and then, yeah, just thank you guys so much for listening. Much appreciated, and we'll catch you next time.